Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to The Fool and the Page, a podcast for writers, the tarot curious, and for all of us making stories to make sense of things. Hosted by me, Claire Campbell, your fellow seeker and storyteller. This episode on Seven of Cups is inspired by a listener request. Thank you, thank you, thank you to fellow tarot reader and magic lover, Rebecca Balick, for this request. A couple notes before I dig into this rich, rich card. One is that I do talk a little bit about health in this episode. Just a quick little mention. But if you're not engaging with the subjects of health or healing right now, I get it. Um, I bring this up in relation to my upcoming artist residency at Foundation House, which I'm very excited about, and the application process for that residency, thanks to um, this incredible organization's mission. And it has very much to do with health and healing and how that intersects with my writing process, as well as just the question of choice and being in the moment. That is seven of cups. Very long sentence. Anywho, thank you, Rebecca. (laughs) And another heads up, I've extended my Write with the Elements class into a series. Of course, of course, the theme is massive. Parts two and three are live, and you can purchase both at a discount. So sign up now, bluestonewriters.com. Hope to see you there. Uh, Part two in May, part three in June. Now for the episode. So sevens, um, not going to lie. What else would I do um, <laughs> for you in this podcast? Sevens are, you know, c- can be a challenge, um, but it's such helpful energy to examine for the writer, for the artist, because sevens in the tarot invite us to consider how are we looking beyond what is immediate and present when we should be looking at what's right in front of us. And Seven of Cups invites us to consider how can we follow our dreams by doubling down on the materials and support right here in our laps? How can we connect our dreams to the present moment so as to strive for more, for what we want, while being extremely present to what is right here? So welcome. Welcome writers, welcome artists, and welcome Seven of Cups. I'm looking at the Aquarian deck for this card for reasons which I'll explain in just a moment. But in most interpretations of this card, you will see seven goblets or chalices, seven cups. Sometimes there's a person looking at them, sometimes not. And often there are things either resting in the cups or chalices, maybe emerging from them. And sometimes these things are like misty dreams, uh, possibly illusions floating above the chalices. And other times they're more solid. Some of them seem really appealing, like they represent riches or beauty. And some of them are kind of scary because they're skeletal or involve sharp weapons. In the Wild Unknown deck, for example, there isn't anything in the cups, but they are framed against a dark, starry sky, sort of floating between a sun and a moon, indicating some kind of in-betweenness. The moon 
feels dominant to me in that illustration by artist Kim Kranz. It sort of indicates that this is a phase that's in between, that is a little bit in the dark, and therefore an invitation to pause. In the Aquarian deck, there's a real new weird feel to this card. The, the deck in general, I've probably mentioned this before, reminds me of weird picture books published in the 1970s that I loved as a kid. But this card in particular with like a hand sprouting out of one chalice, a pale gray head emerging from another, and then in one, a mask that looks like something straight out of Mad Max Fury Road, like like something that Charlize Theron as Furiosa would have to rip off a bad guy's head. <laughs> I love it. Like I, I love this interpretation. So once I pulled this card in a coffee shop at Flight Path Cafe here in Austin, Texas, um, which some of you know and love, um, where I was working on my novel, and sort of uh, as I was getting started asking the tarot, okay, what do I do next? And it's always interesting to pull a card in response to a question that seems like it's restating the question. <laughs> like this feels like the tarot saying, you are unsure what to do next. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's why I asked. Like this is a moment where your work with the tarot can feel a little bit like um, you're on hold, like working your way through a, sort of a bot answering system trying to get to the right person. Um, but in this moment, I really focused in on the mask in the Seven of Cups when, when I pulled Seven of Cups. Um, and I think that this is partly why it's so important that you have a deck that really speaks to you in terms of the, the illustrations, the artistic interpretation. Um, I really focused in on that mask. And the answer that came through for me was, you need to double down on your weird. And it felt like this affirmation first of all, that I didn't have to entertain other possibilities that looked shinier or more palatable or perhaps more successful or like what I'm supposed to be. Because at this point, I, I'd had a lot of editor feedback on my novels that was like, you know, we don't know what this is. <laughs> like, like, we don't know how to sell this. And this to me felt like a bit of like encouragement, affirmation, like, no, um, your work is weird. Your work is weird and gross, and that's what you need to do in this writing session right here, in this moment, in this coffee shop. Don't try to make it shinier or prettier. Just experiment with the weird. Play with that. And I'll give you another example in a moment of Seven of Cups energy, but before I forget, I want to mention the eights. The eight that comes after the seven in the minor arcana. Sevens are oftentimes these pauses before transformation that will occur in the eights, in the energy of the eights. So it's like there's this new vision looming in the progression of the minor arcana, but it's not quite there yet. It's not quite there. So I think this seven begs the question, how can you hold both the promised and eventual transformation to be true alongside the reality of the present situation? And how can you double down on the power of the now? Mm -hmm. 
So in the last episode with Temperance, we we talked about transformation and letting go, letting go in order to transform. And, And while sevens are on the cusp of transformation in the eights, for me, they're, they're really about the challenge of pausing in the now, as opposed to sort of scrambling back to the past or forward to the future, or between other people whom we think we should be. So, second example, as promised. In about a week from right now when I'm recording, um, I'm headed to an artist residency at Foundation House in Greenwich, Connecticut. And I'm crazy excited about it and also simultaneously convinced that it's it's not real and it's not going to happen as I think sometimes we feel when we're on the cusp of something really good. Um, <laughs> or maybe that's just something for me to work through in therapy. Um, but anyways, uh, residencies. So I've consistently applied for residencies and fellowships, et cetera, over the years, and I, I haven't gotten many. And I think... Oftentimes that's just because it's not for me, but but sometimes it may be in part because I have tried to retrofit myself as a writer, or I've tried to reframe my work to fit the mold of artist residencies that looked really shiny and pretty to me, or places where I wanted to be able to say I went there because somebody else went there, because I'd heard about it from somebody else. So when I started researching places to apply in the fall and the winter, I I was initially looking for those places. Places that seemed like they were either for the future me or for the person to my left or to my right. And then I stumbled upon Foundation House. Now, let's be clear. Foundation House is very pretty (laughs) and very shiny. But I want to talk about how I didn't have to retrofit myself for this application process. Foundation House has this clear mission, and that mission is to support artists working on projects related to bettering environmental, community, and mental health. So when I found this place, I thought, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yes, universe, health is where I'm at right now. i just had a cancer diagnosis for the second time in my life. I've been engaged in an intense physical healing process for a while now. And I've been wanting to teach a brand new course on healing, writing, and tarot. This has been brewing in my mind. So when I see this application, that brew, you know, becomes like a boil and the ideas start flowing. And I'm not retrofitting myself. I'm I'm really starting to build something that was already there in the first place. So I'm really proud to say that I'm going to Foundation House, but this was a unique application process for me in that I didn't bill myself as a novelist, though I am one. I am. I really focused on where I was right then and, and where, I am, where, I, where I am still when the application deadline was looming. And in that way, I didn't try to reshape myself to fit other experiences, even if other experiences seemed equally appealing to me. It was like I was both reaching for something that was an absolute dream, absolute dream, total misty, foggy castle floating in the sky, seems a bit out of reach. But it was like I 
plucked that chalice down, focused on that one vision, but also melded that vision to the materials I had in the moment. As opposed to looking at someone next to me and thinking, I want to be them in that place. Nope. No, 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 no. It was like, okay, who am I now? Who am I here? So then what would Seven of Cups have to say to the writer, artist, by way of advice? I think Seven of Cups would put it very plainly, which is perhaps counterintuitive to a somewhat dreamy, foggy, weird card. I think Seven of Cups would say, what do you want? And what do you have? And then I think Seven of Cups (laughs) would repeat themselves. No, seriously. Like, seriously, what do you want? And what do you have? How can the two be melded together? Is there, is there a happy partnership between what is present and what is dreamed? Can you reach for that with all that is you right here, right now? No, stop looking at them over there. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Back here. <laughs> this one chalice. Okay, cool. Right. The one that speaks to you. To you, not to somebody else. And now look down at your hands, in your lap. What are you holding? Is it the key to a castle? Is it a missing cracked lens from a post-apocalyptic mask? (laughs) Is it the wine that goes in that goblet? What is the partnership here? You are part of it. That thing you want is not separate from you. It involves you. It involves you and it involves the support that you can give it right now. Okay, take a breath. (laughs) Take a deep breath. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening this far. I hope you'll stick around just for a little bit of guided writing or reflection, if you happen to be walking around or driving. If you are writing, go ahead and clear yourself a space. Put the phone somewhere you can't see it. Turn off your notifications. And keep in mind, you can pose these questions to yourself, or you can pose them to a character. And if you're a writer with a character in progress, you can always do it twice, which is what I recommended for the last episode. You can do this set of prompts back to back, once for you, once for your character, or on different days. It's up to you. Here we go. Prompt one. Imagine seven possibilities for yourself or your character. Seven. This is going to be a long, bit of a longer prompt. Imagine them as these goblets. And, and, and what do the goblets look like that represent these seven possibilities? Maybe they're not goblets. Maybe the there's some other kind of container. Are they solid? Are they shrouded in mist? Are they drawn in color? Write for 12 minutes here without judgment for you or your character. What seven things do you want? Pause here, write for 12 minutes. Go.
second prompt. Did you pause? Are you ready? Okay, prompt number two. I want you to look at your hands in your lap. Metaphorically, but you can do it literally if you want to. That's, that's totally fine. You can also do this from a character's point of view. What are you holding right now? Take eight minutes to explore what you have in your hands, in your arms, in your lap, on the table. Some, apart from the floating goblets, but could be connected to them. You can make a list of these things and then describe them as much as you can, as much as you want. What is present and real and rich and valued? Pause here and write for eight minutes. And the final prompt, are you ready? Take the last several minutes, four or five, six, whatever you've got, to consider the connection between one or more of the elements sitting in your lap, resting in your hands, and one of the seven possibilities held in the goblets. You're partnering these things here. Make a match. Describe that match for a few minutes or as long as you want, for as much time as you have. Pause here and write for as long as you like. Take one more breath to close out. Deep breath in. And exhale. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you again to Rebecca for this listener request. Um, it's very needed. And thanks to everybody um, for tuning in. Please send in your requests. They are always ideal. <laughs> As if it were magic. Um, and, and just take a moment to thank yourself for taking this time um, for yourself to write, to create, to hang out, to not do anything. Um, and if you enjoyed the episode, please share with your friends. Follow for episode updates at Fool in the Page. And for writing programming, mentoring, and tarot reads, follow Blue Stone Writers. Until we next write together, please take care of yourself. And I'll write with you again soon. Bye-bye.